0: Hello there. I'm Chad Lewis, the host of the Cinema Review. Before I launch this next episode of our IMDb Top 250 Marathon series, i have a quick announcement about a new feature of the podcast. Uh, we had just launched uh, a donate button where our listeners can uh, give us donations to help us uh, pay for this show. There's a lot of little expenses that start to pile up that go into making a show like this. And so if you are willing and able, we would really appreciate it if you would uh, pledge a monthly donation. Uh, the options are a dollar, uh, I believe $4 and $10, something like that. Um, if you are listening to us on Anchor, uh, the link to that should be right above the podcast player. It's the big button that says Donate. If you're listening to us on any other platforms such as Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or any of the other uh, platforms that this podcast is on, you should be able to find a link in the description box for this podcast. There should be a link there where you can go donate. Um, so yeah, if you can help us out uh, with you know paying the bills that come with making this podcast, we would really appreciate it. Uh, and so uh, yeah, yeah, Without any further ado, I'm pleased to present to you the latest episode of the IMDb Top 250 Marathon series, our discussion on Peter Jackson's adaptation of The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Hello there, and welcome back to the Cinema Review. I'm, of course, your host, Chad Lewis, and we're back with uh, Daria and Miles. Uh, we are continuing our series on the IMDb Top 250 Uh, Films, Uh, We decided to do Again what we did for the Dark Knight Trilogy And just watch the entire Lord of the Rings Trilogy together Which works a little bit better with this one anyway Because they're all ranked fairly closely to each other Just not in their proper order Um, So we are doing Fellowship of the Ring In this week's episode Uh, Next week we'll be covering Two Towers And the week after that we'll be covering uh, The Return of the King Uh, So if you haven't seen Lord of the Rings for some reason You might want to, you know, start working on catching up, because those are really long. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Uh, Also, for those wondering, we are watching through the extended editions rather than the theatrical versions, so our discussion may reflect scenes that are present in the extendeds, but not in the theatrical. So uh, if we start talking about a scene that you don't recognize, uh, maybe it's because you've only seen the theatrical. Um... And which, if you haven't seen the extendeds, uh, I encourage you to go check those out because they add a lot more to the characters and the story, and it's just a lot more interesting, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, to kick things off, as per usual, with the non-spoiler review, um, we've all seen these a number of times. Um, though Daria, this was what what explain the complicated history of this for us for you because oh gosh
2: i feel like i'm the complicated one in all of these with all these movies i'm yeah. always the complicated one um so with these i haven't actually sat down and watched the entirety of each film all at once um i've watched i've seen every scene in every film just at different times um there are sometimes where i'd only catch the second half of one of them or whatever so this is my first official watch through where i actually sit down and watch each individual film mm-hmm. from start to finish in one
0: yeah setting. and you've read the books so you know the story line yeah so that all was that never
2: yeah and I've seen no. each part from each film many many times just not all at once so yeah but I've read the books and talked about it enough with friends I think yeah. uh, I have a pretty good grip of what's going on
0: yeah so this is sort of your first watch through but also sort of not yeah um, so that's kind of the unique uh, situation with with that one mm-hmm. Um but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm glad that you're finally getting to watch these all, you know, properly, <laughs> straight through, because uh, yeah. they, are, they are great movies. Oh, of course. So speaking as someone who's finally gotten a chance to watch through all, you know, almost four hours of Return of the King Extended Edition in one go, uh, what's your impression of it?
2: Oh, gosh. So Fellowship, I really, I like the buildup for Fellowship. I think that they do a good job setting everything up. I, you know, I've seen before this, I've seen most of it. I think I hadn't seen like the last like 10 minutes of this, my last time I watched this, but overall, you know, it's a great film from start to finish. I think they do a really good job of cutting down some of the longer parts within the books and keeping it entertaining to a degree and kind of making it cohesive. Um, but at the same time, like we had multiple points, I think where we kind of looked at each other with either the repeating of information or certain things like that. Um,
0: We, we, we had this running joke throughout the movie where, because the movie constantly reminds you that Isildur cut the ring from Sauron's hand, so we had a running joke throughout the movie of, hey, hey, did you did you remember that, that Isildur cut the ring from Sauron's hand? Oh, I think we're overdue for a reminder of this at uh-huh. right about now.
2: Yeah, who uh, cut the what from whose hand? I'm yeah. confused. Yeah. So no.
0: it just kind of became a running joke uh, for, for us during that watch through, and that was that was funny.
2: Yeah, because, uh, I mean, and overall, it's a really fantastic film. I think just the repeating of information, um, so the audience has a good handle of it, can get a little much, especially mm-hmm. if you've read the books, because yeah. you already know the information. You already know all that, yeah. So, it's just tacking on to that, I think, also, just, like, mm-hmm. with that. But overall, fantastic film, you know.
0: Yeah. And for me, that's my one complaint with the film as well, yeah. is that it repeats information mm-hmm. so many times. And it's not just the Aziel thing, there's other things. Like, how many times it reinforces the fact that Saruman is... Creating,
1: mm-hmm.
0: You know, a new breed of orcs or whatever. Like the, the amount of times you're reminded of certain information. Yeah. I think does drag down the pacing of the film a little bit. But overall, I think it's still a fantastic film.
2: Especially in comparison to the other two. Yes. You don't have to repeat as much information, but yeah. still manage to keep the pacing. And,
0: and I'm glad that they... I, I'm, I'm glad that they reinforced everything they needed to reinforce in this one. So they didn't have to do that. Going forward, you can just sort of let the story unfold in the other two. Yeah, exactly. Because um, I don't think the other... T- the other two would not be as good as they are without this one. Yeah. So you have to respect it on that level. Um, it is my least favorite of the three mm-hmm. films in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. But I still like it a lot. I have a lot of fun watching it. I mean, we all had a lot of fun watching it mm-hmm. last night when we all sat down and watched it together. Um, yeah. So it, it's, it's a very much still a fun watch. Um, and just... High class filmmaking.
2: Oh, Of course, yeah. Across the board.
3: It's um, important to remember that they did make it for the people that had not read the books. Yes. It is true. Yes. yes. So,
0: they wanted to make sure that people that hadn't read the books weren't
3: getting lost. Right. Um, so other people, you know, people that have read the books, they'd be like, okay, come on. Yeah. <laughs> people that haven't would be like, wait, oh, what? Oh, what? Yeah.
2: And I think that so, they did a really good job of filtering out what information to maintain, to keep in the movie and what to take out. I know that there's a lot of, you know, there's some controversy amongst you know people who are fans of the books, um, yeah. but at the same time I think that they did a really good job of filtering that information. And although it is repetitive,
3: mm-hmm. it
2: still reinforces the points that the other two films go a lot smoother and you understand mm-hmm. what's going on. Um, yeah, it's
3: a build-up for all of you. Other movies.
0: It's very much a setup movie, and it does that setup very well. Yeah, you know, it, it very does a very good job of establishing who all the characters are, what the world is, what the plot is. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's just all around it's a, a f- solid setup for yes. an epic trilogy. It's a great film. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. it, you can't have the great conclusion you have in felt, Return of the King without the a great, great setup. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and this one does give a great setup. Even if the repetition of information <laughs> gets a little
3: annoying from time to time. Um. Well, the entire thing about the Isildo cutting <laughs> off the ring from Sauron's hand only happened about three times, but even then... Yeah.
2: And even the times that they imply what happens or kind of talk about it and dance around it, I think it probably gets up to a good 6 Yeah,
3: six or seven
0: times, yeah. With
2: even just kind of alluding to it or talking about Isildur.
0: Which is why that was the one that we were joking about because it's the one that's repeated the most. Yeah. Of everything that is repeated.
3: Um, In my perception, it was always that Isildur failed to protect everyone from the future by keeping the ring. Right, Mm -hmm. which is very
0: much the implication of the prologue scene. Right, yeah. which is, is, you.
3: yes. Um, which is, that's something I thought that they spoke about a lot, but mm-hmm. it was just to keep in... I suppose they're just trying to help you understand Aragorn's frame of mind. Yes, yeah. because is,
0: Isildur is... What happened with Isildur is very important to the character of Aragorn as he's depicted. Yes. Which I appreciate uh, because they really
2: let you into his head, I think. Yes. Yes. Which is nice.
0: Now, book purists will... Dispute because Aragorn's arc in the movies is very different from his arc in the books. Yeah, um, but, but it's the
3: movie supposed to be. It's supposed to be a movie. Yes,
0: and for what they did, I actually Aragorn's my favorite character in both the books and the movies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I don't mind the change in the movies. Because I, as a filmmaker or aspiring filmmaker, I understand that for a different medium, the arc they gave him in the movies flows much more nicely than the arc, than if they had just cut and paste the arc from the book.
2: Mm -hmm. I agree.
0: Um, So I I understand that decision as a storyteller and as someone who wants to make movies someday. I I get why they did what they did, so it doesn't bother me. The only thing that makes me sad about it is the fact we don't really properly get to see book Aragorn until like the end of the third movie. Well, that's,
3: yeah. I think that, that's the point. They're trying to remain original with something that is so greatly loved by so many cultures. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they're trying to maintain that original creative feel with it. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, overall, uh, I, I, I think it's very well done. And Aragorn is still, even with the changes they make to his character... In, it's uh, for the better. If you it ask it me. is for the better, and even with the changes they make in this movie, he's still my favorite character
3: Oh, it is. In, mm-hmm. in the story. And Viggo Mortensen um, does such a incredible Mortensen, job.
0: Yeah. I, I, at one point, I looked over at you, Daria, <laughs> and, and made the reference to Infinity War yep. with him. It was like, This isn't a dude. You're a dude. <laughs> this this is a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I'm probably making that joke a couple of times throughout the other two films as we get to oh, You made a
3: couple of references to Infinity War. I did, yes. Yes. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Especially with Boromir out the, Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> At the end of what? the film. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Um. I forgot where I was mm-hmm. going with that, but yeah, yes, sure. Viggo Mortensen is fantastic as Aragorn, and I
2: mean most of the casting. I can't really oh, yes. argue with any of the casting. Yes, in I mean, Ian, these McKellen,
0: films. Ian McKellen. Ian as Gandalf is perfect as Gandalf. You really can't picture anybody else as Gandalf.
2: Well, okay, so we with these films, it's very easy to talk about the fantastic casting because there's pretty much nothing wrong with it. No. Right. So instead of going down the very obvious way of how amazing everyone is, is there anyone we have an issue with the casting?
0: Oh. Um, because
2: we know most people are really amazing in these films, so I think it's too, it's very easy to talk about how yeah. See, is.
0: most of my issues with the characters in these movies isn't with who they cast.
2: Mm. It was
0: with how they wrote the characters. Yeah. So, for example, Gimli, John Reese Davis, perfect casting. Yes. For Gimli, however, they write him to be the comic relief, and that's about it. Yeah. But in the book, he's so much more than that.
2: Well, there's a little bit more in some of the extended edition, puts some, the edition yeah. puts some
0: stuff back in that kind of fixes the character this a little film,
2: bit he's just kind of the kicking stool of the
0: film yeah
2: so this one it's kind of the way the film is written the other two right. i feel like they add a little bit more to him
0: but he's still kind of just the comic relief yeah. character um
3: just like pippin and just like just pippin. like pippin, pippin.
0: Um, poor pippin so it's <laughs> for me it's stuff like that where it's it's more of the way characters are written that Yeah. Not so much the casting itself. Because everyone does a great job with what they're given.
2: Yes, I agree.
0: Um, It's just for me, like, do I like how they wrote the characters? Uh, In most cases, yes, but there's the occasional case like Gimli in the next film, Faramir,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um, that I don't. Um, And Mm. we'll talk more about why I don't like the depiction of Faramir um, in the movies when we get to next week's episode.
2: Um. and I I'll get into this a little bit more in the spoiler section but I kind of I understand why they over dramatize certain things with Boromir in this film Mm -hmm. but in respect to what happens in the book and other characters reactions to very similar things I feel as though they kind of take away from him a little bit Mm -hmm. which kind of sucks because I think he's a really fantastic character and you know Sean Bean as Boromir's amazing casting and everything Mm -hmm. he did with that role is fantastic
0: yes and it doesn't
2: I think it takes away too much from the character, but the over-dramatizing of a specific scene and adding what they did to it, I think, does slightly take away from him. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, Are we talking about the end of the film? Yes. Mm.
2: Which we can get... I can go into more detail.
3: Yeah, let's go into more detail that. Yeah, in the
2: spoiler the section. Spoiler it's section. just... Other than that, I think... Yeah, they, they changed a few things with some of the characters, and I think what the actors did with it was fantastic. It just kind of... Like with Gimli or with Boromir, it kind of leaves a mm-hmm. so weird implication about that certain character.
0: Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I think overall, the only one where it's like I actually really like and respect the, the decisions they made in terms of changing characters, it's Aragorn. That's the only yeah. one where it's like, yeah, that was a good call on your part in terms of just making a movie. Yeah. But the rest of the characters that they changed, I'm just like, why?
2: Mm-hmm. Why did you
0: feel the need to do that? Yeah. Um, so, and it, you to know. Keep,
3: to keep things fresh. Yes. Yeah. And we thought, they're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing with this film is that with the things they could have made, they didn't. Yeah. With the mistakes they could have done, they didn't. And overall, mm-hmm. they did. They made a fantastic movie.
0: They did, oh, yeah. totally. No, and, it, and it's... I know it sounds like we're kind of beating up on this movie a lot, but we, <laughs> we do actually all really love this movie. I think it's and, more
2: because we love it so much that... We, we would go on for hours talking about how much we love it so it's more that we have to focus it's on the almost negative. it's
0: almost easier to talk about the negatives because if you start us on the positives we could talk we we'll never stop hours because <laughs> there's just, everything is so perfect in this film
2: yeah
0: that it, it it yeah it is almost simpler just to talk about the things we don't like and then be like at the end of it just be like yeah everything else except for what we just talked about everything else is great yeah, you know, which is um, true, and
2: that I really, I think we all stand by that, that mm-hmm. these f- movies are absolutely incredible, and yeah. I mean, we all grew up on them, we all love them, mm-hmm. so I think it's more of just a matter of...
0: And it absolutely earned the Oscars that it won, and oh, I'm totally glad that it's... as these movies went on that they got progressively more and more Oscars. I mean, mm-hmm. Return of the King is locked in a three-way tie with two other films for the movie with the most Oscar wins to a single film. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two films being Titanic and Ben-Hur. Yep.
2: Um, and it deserved everything it won yeah they all do they, and it's kind of funny because we were last night we were looking at what um, it won and what it was fellowship nominated
1: won
0: for. yeah and we
2: were like well I think it should have won more but it should <laughs> have there,
0: there I, I saw a few on that list that was like
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, fellowship definitely deserved to win those categories yeah I see like some of it I, I see like I see why it didn't win best picture yeah I see why it didn't win um, best director
1: mm-hmm.
0: but some of the other ones like, Best original song for "May It Be" by Mm. uh,
1: uh,
0: Enya. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: That should have. I think that should have won best original song.
2: Yeah. You know. I agree.
0: Um, I can see why it didn't though.
2: uh, I I can kind of see why it didn't, but at the same time, I think it should have either way.
3: Yeah. Well, what was the? Well, I mean, if you look at the competition. Yeah, I guess I have
0: to look at what what did win to compare that. I mean, there's some others like best visual effects. It didn't win best visual effects, and I was like, really? Because this one
2: like.
3: They're really not. Nice. No, it did With win best effects. effects.
2: It did win best effects. Oh, it did? Yeah. So it did win best cinematography, best makeup, best original score, and best effects. Okay. Which I think all of those.
0: It definitely deserved. won those. Yeah, it, Most it definitely, definitely deserved those. No, yeah,
2: and like best makeup is. Fan- we talked about that a little bit last night. It was night.
0: costume design. That was the
2: one that that stuck out to me. I was
0: like, oh, that one. It, it really should have won
3: that one.
2: Yeah, because we talked about how the yeah. costume and the makeup in these films are. Off the charts, amazing. I mean, with
3: yeah. the, with the orcs, it's just they don't seem like actors with a bunch of makeup. It's just no, these mm-hmm. are actual. These from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah.
2: And we talked about the aging up of Bilbo mm-hmm. and how they did a fantastic job with that. Which I think that's yes. what prompted us
0: to go looking at did it win yes. that because we started talking as that scene with Bilbo was happening. It was like oh, like the subtle way they aged him up, the second time we see him to convey that it was the ring that was keeping him from growing old.
2: And Howard Shore, one hundred percent. Deserved oh, best musical score! Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. oh yeah. the The score for this movie was the reason I started listening to film soundtracks. Mm-hmm. You know, just yeah. for fun, like that. That was this. These movies were the reason I started doing that. Like, the the score just when I watched these for the first time. It's so memorable as a teenager. Yeah, these. Yeah. The, these scores just stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: I'd have to say it was between Lord of the Rings and Star Wars that mm-hmm. got yeah. me mm-hmm. into enjoying. Uh, soundtracks a lot more. Yeah. yeah.
0: If I'd gotten to watch Star Wars as a kid, I, it probably would've been Star Wars. For oh me, yes. But yeah. I, I didn't, and so it was, Lord, it was for me. it Was Lord of the Rings. Lord of the
3: Rings. I mean, that's that's a good introduction. To yeah. That. It's a really good introduction. Um, two Towers the is the
2: only one he didn't win a Oscar for. He won. Say what? He won the best score for Return of the King and Fellowship, but not Two Towers.
0: He deserves the win for Two Towers just for his theme for the Rohirrim alone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like yeah. I'm just
3: saying. It was a competition.
0: Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, that is a good question. Because it might
3: make sense. It might, Because yeah. Two Towers, was it Two Towers that didn't win Best Picture? Be- yeah, it lost to A, a Beautiful Mind, which we'll also be getting to in this yeah. list. Yeah. So now that, I would say, is understandable.
0: That one, yeah, yeah, it, that is understandable. Like, Two Towers is one of my favorite movies. Oh, it's one of the best, the best yeah.
3: films made of all time. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: But I, I can see why it would have lost to A Beautiful Mind, and we'll be getting to that one later in this in this series. But. Um, Let me
2: see. Real
3: however, That's um, the, original score. the cinematography and how they blended oh, yes. okay. hobbits and men, they did the size yes. comparison. The,
0: the, the, yeah, the force perspective and the, yes. all the in camera tricks they did, and even like the set design. Absolutely. Because they, they utilize the set design to do that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, there's that one scene of Frodo and Gandalf sitting at the table at Bag back end.
3: Also the and ad- it's
0: actually like a, mm. the the table that they're sitting at is actually a trick table. Yes. In yeah. camera, you can't tell, but
3: it's ha- the same way with the uh, half half
0: of the table is actually on a raised platform that Ian mm-hmm. McKellen is sitting on, yep. and in Elijah Woods like a few steps down mm. from him. But because of the camera angle, you actually can't tell it's <coughs> two different tables. Uh, it, it's an amazing optical illusion that it's they the s- achieved there.
3: It's the same way with the carriage that Gandalf rides yep. into mm-hmm. and further yep. leaps on. Mm-hmm. It's actually built where Gandalf is sitting forward and Frodo is back. backwards Yeah, yeah. Towards well, and,
0: and once you start looking at the heights of the different actors, it actually becomes really impressive what they did. Because like mm-hmm. John Rhys Davis, who plays Gimli, is actually the tallest one in the in the cast.
1: Yeah, he's yes. the tallest
0: guy in the cast. So it's like, how did you shrink the tallest guy in the cast to be to like waist high on everybody? <laughs> well, like, that's
3: what that's when they used because uh, John Rhys Davis got the the least amount of Screen time. Yes, because mm-hmm. it was mostly just the actual body doubles. Mm-hmm. Yes, do most of that. And they, for the close, for yeah. the close-ups, if you notice, they really just close-up on his face when he's talking, mm-hmm. and then they go back. Yeah. So they, that's they kind of use that, that same trick go.
0: with the hobbits to some extent as well. To some extent.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all. They're not really. Not that tall.
2: Yeah, that group is. They did. They did a they're, good job. of None of them yes. are super tall. Um,
3: that would have been a problem. Yeah. Yeah. But not that much of a problem. Yeah. So,
2: looping back to the music thing real quick. So, Two Towers wasn't even nominated for Best Original Score. Really? Um, and what? then Frida won that year. So. What? Yeah, it wasn't even nominated.
0: Oh, hmm. uh, that's... Two Towers got robbed. They yeah. got robbed bad. Uh, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs>
2: yeah, Two Towers...
3: Was there any trouble?
2: They only won two Oscars. It was for Best Sound Editing and Best Visual Effects. Two Towers? Mm-hmm. i what yeah no they kind of got robbed that year oh uh, that no yeah i'm not okay with this
3: i wonder yeah. i wonder if there was some sort of trouble being brought like some with sort like of technicalities or something. maybe yeah. some sort of political accusations against the film Perhaps. might have done that
0: maybe
2: and then obviously return of the king has 11 right
3: yes. yeah so back to uh thanks like all the. Ring. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, so Daria, you're a cinematography person.
2: Yeah, these movies, I think, set the standard in a lot of ways for mm-hmm. a big cast and um, different settings and shooting in you know you're shooting a journey, you're sh- shooting a trek. And I think that really the portrayal of that throughout the these films, but specifically this one i I think stands out in a lot of ways of setting the tone. because mm-hmm.
3: um, they use you could almost argue that they use. It all terrains mm-hmm. in this movie.
2: They do. They really do. And I think that it's, I mean, the shooting of the Shire, even just to set the tone, is absolutely fantastic. And obviously what they did with the construction of that. Yeah, um, they
0: actually built the Shire, like, somewhere yeah. in New Zealand.
2: And just let it sit for a few years so it have, like, a more aged look. Like, that's just yeah. amazing, you know, and, like, the dedication to that. But I think that all of those things add to the cinematography, and, like, mm-hmm. it's really incredible with what they were able to do with manipulating the heights of different people and Mm -hmm. the dynamics of everyone but also making sure that we get a firm understanding of what's going on and what the setting is like and how everything is functioning. Um, The films do a fantastic job of doing that. So the cinematography is just out of this world in these movies.
0: Any particular shots in Fellowship that you really like?
2: Ooh.
3: How about all of them? Right? I know I
2: was like, uh, all of them. How about yes? (laughs) Um... I really love pretty much any of the shots you can kind of see a bunch of people. I think those are fantastic. I love the cinematography during one of the f- last fights in the film,
3: mm-hmm. um,
2: or the last fight in the film. I think the cinematography for that is fantastic. The, they did a really great job of manipulating the cameras in those scenes. And then um, when they're specifically when they're in the boats,
3: mm-hmm. I
2: love all of those shots. Like they do an mm-hmm. amazing job with manipulating that and making it just absolutely gorgeous. And you get the scale of what's going on. Yeah. I think
0: I really love the shot of them like when they're on the boats when they go between the, those yes. two massive statues of yep. the of the kings from Gondor.
2: That's probably one of my favorite shots in the film. I think yeah. honestly that yeah that one is.
3: Oof. I'd have to say my favorite is right when they're exiting Moria, right when they get off the bridge of Khazad-dum, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, just when the thing we shouldn't say in the spoiler <laughs> uh, in the spoiler free section happens. And they're leaving. The way the shot has been manipulated and edited, mm-hmm. yeah. and when they're leaving, it's silent, yeah. but not at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you can just there's so much in that. Yeah. And when they all just sort of settle, right when they leave, mm-hmm. yeah. before they all get up, it's just nah. that yeah. blending with the score.
2: Yeah.
0: The score in that scene is. Uh, so good. Oh my gosh! Yeah. It, it it breaks hearts. That one and the, yeah. and the end
2: of the film. <laughs>
1: Oh, my the
0: word. The things that yeah. happen. I think yeah.
2: the way the score comes out in those moments when there isn't dialogue is mm-hmm. perfectly done. Yeah. Um, and adds to exactly what's going on mm-hmm. and what the audience needs to feel.
0: Yeah, it's very uh, Star Wars-esque, yep. the score, in that this the score is almost a character in the film. Mm-hmm. If, if that makes sense. Not in not, not terms of not the fact, was, fact that the sound is the same. I was they don't, about they don't, to they don't disagree with same. you <laughs> They don't sound the same, but they're, they, they are the same in the sense that it's, it's a very much a character in of itself. It, the, it takes on its film. own entity. Yeah. Yes. Every, every place, every person has their own theme. Mm. Yep. You can tell what's going on just from listening to the music. Yes. Um, so I think Howard Shore probably took some cues from John Williams in terms of how to put together the score for this one. With, with regards to the usage of motifs, and you know, not so much in terms—not really, so much in terms of the style of the music, but in terms right. of how to work motifs into the score. Well, I'm yeah.
3: really glad that he did not misuse that. Because yeah. so, so many movies try to do that, and it just becomes—it okay. makes the film somewhat predictable, actually, yeah. in some places. Yeah. And just because mm, well, if you
2: give the cues too early, it sets off what's going to happen, and you can yes. kind of tell ahead of time. Or if you do it too late, it takes away from the emotion. So I think that
3: you it pay attention to the movie and the score as yes. the equal level uh, which it, I really they appreciate they all work hand
2: in hand and it's very oh, yes. well done and, and as far as cinematography goes I think I agree with the shot after they leave um, mm. it's your favorite I think that's one of mine as well and then when they go through um, the two statues oh um, it's br- those beautiful those are all just mm-hmm. gorgeous gorgeous scenes yeah. um, there's
0: also a lot of really nice light manipulation in a lot of the shots Yeah, yes, uh, there there was one of it's toward the end of the film mm-hmm. Mm-hmm when uh, Fro- Frodo wanders off from the rest of the group for yes. a hot minute um, just to kind of have a moment to himself mm-hmm. uh, toward the end of the film and there's a shot of him walking up a flight of stairs yeah. and the way the light shines through the trees up at the top of the stairs
2: yeah.
0: like it's only that shot's only in the extended edition it's not in the theatrical version yeah. but when, when we got to it uh, last night when we were watching the movie like I just for whatever reason just sat there and looked at that shot and went that's a beautiful shot. Yeah. Like,
2: <laughs> One it of my, just stuck
0: out to me for some reason. That's person. a good
3: reaction, I would say. <laughs>
2: yeah. One of my other favorite moments, I think, um, just like kind of from a c- cinematography end, but also from just an overall ensemble cast end, mm-hmm. is when they're deciding to make the fellowship. Yes. I think that scene, the way all the actors work in that scene, mm-hmm. the way you understand who's feeling what. Um, that's
0: just a really well-directed scene. Just yeah. a, not just the yes. cinematography, but the, the acting. And, and it's dramatic, direction.
3: It's d- yeah. dramatic, but not too, too dramatic. dramatic.
2: Exactly. It, yeah. There's enough to it that you understand what's going on, and you get the emotion. It yeah. feels authentic. But it's not contrived, it doesn't right. feel forced. And so if you no.
3: can go back to the casting, not necessarily of, of course, the main cast, but yeah. of, how they, of how they cast the elves, and the men, mm-hmm. and the dwarves, and the hobbits. Yeah. It doesn't feel like there's a miscast. No, ever. no, yeah, ca- it's
2: very distinct and very purposeful. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, yeah, I mean the-, the way he, the way they casted the background, the extras for the certain people was just. Even that mm-hmm. was perfect.
2: Yeah, last night yeah. I was I was actually noticing the extras. There's one scene when Frodo says, "You know, I'll take it. I'll yes. take the ring." You look and there's a couple elves in the background, and I was like, "Whoa, well, those people actually legitimately look like elves." <laughs> okay, like because I was yeah. no, I was noticing that as well. It's like right. all the extras are very well cast. Mm-hmm.
3: Dwarves um, look like dwarves. Elves look like elves. It's perfect. Men look exactly. Like men. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, remember Peter Jackson said that the most difficult people uh, in the creatures in Middle Earth to Actually, cast was the elves. That makes Because he really needed to like cast super moles and mm-hmm. people that just you know were in front of the camera and just had all this yeah. luscious flowing locks of. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. hair and. Oh, yeah. yes, the perfect face and. But Angular that, features. Oh, yes. Yeah, of, course. Yeah. Just, of course, then there's the hobbits and the right. dwarves, and it's just, we <laughs> eat it all. You know? And <laughs> yeah.
2: it makes sense too, because when a, a couple of, I think, more than one, I think, if I remember correctly, of the casting directors who worked on these films also worked on the Hobbit films. Yeah. So it makes sense because those films are also well cast, and oh again, yes. the look of everyone—that's one
0: of the things the Hobbit movies actually do, right? <laughs>
2: right. Um, yeah. <laughs> everything is just very consistent and seamless. I think even from the Hobbit movies to Lord of the Rings movies, mm-hmm. is it's all very consistent in the way they feel. Yes. Um, so I think that's something that Peter Jackson does very well. I think that's something that their casting department does very well. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think, but this one does a fantastic job of really setting the tone. I think for everything, for the standard of acting, standard of pretty much all the standards mm-hmm. for these films, all, all just, of, just all all, all, all the, the standards. standards. <laughs> all, all <of> the standards. <laughs> um, it it and it really does because I think that you go into this movie maybe not expecting a whole lot because it's the first one and sometimes sets off.
0: It was also made in like the it, 90s. Came, it came out in the early 2000s, but it yeah. it was made in the 90s. Yes, so you're kind of expecting that it the filmmaking quality is going to be on the same level as many yeah. 90s films. And yes, there's the occasional shot where you're like, I can tell you made this in the 90s. Yes. But if those are few and far between.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, even, I mean, some of the, like, the resolution for those shots, everything, you don't get the feeling that this was made 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. You don't. No. I mean, it really doesn't feel that way. I mean, there's movies that are yeah, coming out right. now. That's right. We're approaching the
0: 20th anniversary of Fellowship next
2: year. Yeah, next year's the 20th That's That'll yeah, be fun. I'm that, excited for that. It's
3: amazing because even movies these days couldn't make a movie of the... Caliber of the quality, of yeah. mm-hmm. Fellowship of the Ring.
2: No, and that's the thing is like it, it, really even reflecting on it now. You know, I mean, we are all huge movie buffs. We mm. love these, we love these films, but we love other films as well. And I think even going, being able to say, hey, one of our favorite movies is from two thousand one, and it still blows movies made today out of the water. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic thing to be able to say, and I think that's a huge. No, these movies have
3: aged
0: really well. Yeah,
3: like a fine wine. literally. Yeah. Yeah. honestly, yeah.
2: the <laughs> only thing that I think didn't age well is just that prologue scene.
0: Yeah, because there's... literally
2: the only thing. Everything else is And and even a lot of the stuff that
0: don't age well in the prologue scene are only in the extended. So if you were to watch the theatrical version of that scene, it's actually fine. There's just a few shots, like, in the... One of the shots I think of in particular when I say that it looks like a 90s film occasionally is that very first shot during the prologue scene when you see the the army of the men walking up to Mount Doom. That shot looks very 90s.
2: Yes. (laughs) Um, That shot and when... Um, Sauron ends up hitting some of the men out of his way. Some of The way yes. the bodies fly is also very 90s to me. Like yes. very 90s action flick. Um. Um, but other than that, literally, I think that those are the only things that are... Yeah. Feel even remotely...
0: Most of to. it is just like really minor technical stuff that I pick up on. Like the way yeah. the effects are incorporated into shots. And
2: yes, yeah. It's
0: always very subtle things that like if you're looking for it, you'll see it. Mm-hmm. But if you're not looking for it, you'll completely miss it. Which, uh, again, goes back to how well these movies have aged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that you have to be looking for those, like, flaws in the movie to notice them. They don't, like, jump out. It's not like the Hobbit movies where the VFX just immediately age badly and they just right jump out in your face. And you're like, oh, that's a freaking cartoon in the middle of a live-action movie. What is this doing here? And I think that's you something, know.
2: like, that's so incredible to say that, you know, movies that were made, ten, you know, almost ten years later... Aged worse than mm-hmm. the originals. I oh think that's yeah, the, the really Hobbit
0: something. movies, like I said, they literally aged immediately. They did. they really did. Like, it, it was really bad. They they aged while they were in theaters. It wasn't good. Yeah, like, that,
2: the, that was painful. But And that's the thing, is I think that this helps set these three movies as crown jewels within mm-hmm. filmmaking. And I'm glad that they're so high up on the list, because yeah. they really do set the standard for so many things from visual effects to acting to casting writing, directing, cinematography they set standards for everything yeah. Yeah, makeup, costume
0: well it's the only series yeah. in the uh, IMDb Top 250 list where all the installments are right grouped together ne- next to each other basically the only other one is Godfather but Godfather doesn't have part three in the list at all
2: yeah cause these um, go 7, 10, 15. so yeah. they're all within very short distance of each other. Yeah,
0: it, it, yeah. Return of the Cane and Fellowship of the Rain are both in the top 10 and then Two Towers, two Towers is like...
2: 15.
0: Yeah, number 15. So it's still in the top 20. Um, and then you have the Godfather movies, which, you know, as our viewers already know, are ranked number two and three those first two Godfather movies. Yep. So but those are the only ones where like installments in the same series are packed right next to each other. Even Star Wars doesn't have that. Like all the original trilogy Star Wars films are in the IMDb Top 250. But
3: mm-hmm. they're spread out.
0: They're all very spread out. Like, Empire Strikes Back is in the top 20, and then A New Hope is, like, just barely in the top 50, and then Return of the Jedi is somewhere toward the bottom of the top 100.
2: I think so, yeah. That's so, not-
0: it, they're very spread out. Yeah. Um,
2: so, for the fact that these are so grouped together, that they're.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, within These the and the, the Godfather 20. movies being so grouped so close together tell you how much these okay. movies matter for cinema. Yeah, like those five movies—the the, the first two Godfathers and the three Lord of the Rings films—like those are just masterclasses in epic filmmaking. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and there's a reason they're all in the top ten to fifteen. Yeah, of the uh, the list. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- it's an impressive feat for one series, and much less two to make that mm-hmm. that category. That list, yeah. Yeah,
3: I think we also have to consider the amount of. close-ups on the eyes
2: (laughs) yes we were poking fun at this a little bit i think last night Um, peter jackson
3: definitely has a thing for
2: eyes yeah he
3: rivals christopher nolan not saying much
2: we were joking about christopher nolan because in uh, batman begins he was talking about how with um, Killian murphy he just he wanted him to take off his glasses as many times as possible because he loved his blue eyes and that's a consistent thing but then we're watching through this film i can't was it you miles who made that comment last night were you were
3: you, I think I don't, it might have been you, actually, it. Was I it me? I, I don't remember. One, one of us One did, of the yeah. three
2: of us made a comment about how...
3: How
0: many close-ups of eyes there
2: are. And how it must rival Christopher Nolan's love That was you,
0: actually. It was me? It was yeah. you. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, it was you, yeah.
2: Okay, yeah, I guess it was. But <laughs> I was pretty tired. But, no, I think that it just was a funny thing, tidbit, I think. And, yeah. you know, with certain characters like Gimli and, char- you know, where they need more face- close-ups of their face is expected. But even with the elves, it's a yeah. I mean, like, factor. the scene between
0: Arwen and Aragorn, like, the number of times, it's like, <laughs> it's not even a close-up on their face, it's a close-up of the top half of their
2: head. Yeah.
0: And the eyes are just dead center in the shot. It's I know, like, I, think
2: Pe- I think Peter Jackson might be slightly in love with... Viggo Mortensen I think just maybe a just a little
0: bit. bit The number, like cause he act, there's more close ups of Viggo Mortensen's eyes than there are of Liv Tyler's uh
2: huh like,
0: <laughs> well, Liv Tyler's
3: barely in the movie I'm noticing
2: something yeah <laughs>
3: Liv, Liv Tyler's barely in the movie though she
0: is
2: no but even within, but that, that, one scene, within that one scene he still oh, focuses more scene. on cause they, they,
0: they cut to Liv Tyler's a close up of Liv Tyler's eyes in like one time and there's like three or four of those with Viggo Mortensen yeah it's like
3: well, he's I mean, the more important character I mean, for the he, viewers. I
0: mean, I mean, he is, but you do have a point. I, I, I think Peter yeah. Jackson might have a, a slight man crush on Biga Mortensen, <laughs> which, to be fair, I think all all men do to some degree. Red right. man, to man some crush degree. on Biga Mortensen.
2: Yeah, seriously. um Yeah, so should we move on to the spoiler section? And
3: I believe we should. Yes. So yeah. we're really being uh, restricted here when we yeah. yeah talk about
0: that. Yes. So. Real quickly before we transition over, yep. as per usual, resounding consensus recommend this movie. Yes, of absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Reco- Not even a recommend question. it. This one, and all three of them. We're gonna say this for all three of them. Yeah. Um. Just, Spoiler alert. Spoiler yeah. alert. Spoiler alert for the next two weeks episodes.
2: We love these movies. Um.
0: Yeah. But yeah, no, we we love them and they're fantastic movies and mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, in spite of whatever flaws there are in this one, it's still a great movie. Oh
2: my gosh! Yeah.
0: Uh, and deserves to be in the top ten. On IMDb. So. Yeah, it
2: deserves its ranking, even as much as we bashed on it a little bit. At the you very know, beginning
0: of this episode, yeah. It's
2: not even, I mean, because if, if we talked about how much we, we love this movie and what we loved about this movie, we'd probably go on for hours, and that's the yeah. thing. So, you know... We're, we're at risk
0: of doing that right now anyway. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I think when we talk about the negative, it's just because there's so little negative, but so much good, and yeah.
3: Yeah. So for the three people in the entire... Universe. Universe. I have not seen this movie. We'll be discussing themes and points that do involve spoilers. So yeah, if you, you haven't seen the movie over. and if you do, in fact, live the life of a monk and <laughs> as a hermit socially. And, and some haven't
0: read the books or seen the
3: movies. Or seen the movies, make sure yeah. to go watch it before we talk about these things.
0: Yes. And, uh, yeah. If if you are in this same category, maybe uh, make sure you watch the other two while you're at it, so that you can watch the next two up ep- or listen to the next two episodes of
3: this. I mean, that's a that's a fair suggestion. Yeah.
2: And if you have the patience, honestly, go and watch the extendeds because they're they're worth the watch. Um, yeah. With the details they do add, it clarifies a few things or adds a really little nice a little emotional touch, I think, to certain scenes. So mm-hmm. definitely, we'd recommend watching the extended if you get the time.
0: Yeah, I've I've seen both versions a number of times, and I think I prefer the extendeds overall yeah, to the theatricals. So. Yeah. So to
3: kick this off, which part of this movie that involved extended scenes oh, man. was your favorite?
0: I already have an answer for that.
3: You go first then, because I
2: don't have an
0: answer <laughs> yet. The conversation between Gandalf and Frodo and Moria oh. about Gollum. Mm-hmm. Because the extended mm-hmm. edition actually has a longer version of that conversation mm-hmm. than what the theatrical has.
2: I might have to agree with that, because...
3: Because
0: Gandalf makes a great point in the extended yeah. edition that he doesn't make in the uh, theatrical one.
3: Was it that the pit of Bilbo? And no,
0: that's in the theatrical. The point that he makes yeah. is about um, dealing out life or death.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Do if not I've, be I've, quick to deal out death and judgment.
0: Yes, that that, line, right. that line is not in the theatrical mm. version. And it's a great point and really sets up what he says later about the pity of Bilbo may rule the fate of many.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. Um I remember because I was like that's not in the ex- that's not in the No, future. no, oh, that what? line is in there. I was about to be yeah, I was no. about to be very shocked. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, it, it's it's the like line he says right before that that sets up that comment. Yes. That yes. that's that's only in the extended
2: I think I might agree with you on that because I think it really makes the conversation come together. And makes the point he's making worth making instead of just being kind of this offhanded conversation they have about Gollum,
1: because
0: mm-hmm.
2: it can seem offhanded. I think yeah. it, it can yeah. He come also from that he way.
0: also goes a little bit further into Gollum's backstory and the longer version of the scene because that's yes. not in the theatrical. The whole a bit about where where Gollum came from and his backstory. Yeah. That's does all. Does he
3: even say his name in the theatrical? He's no, I don't,
0: I don't think he think says I don't Spiegel think he does. The 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 in the stage? theatrical. because that was something I, I do remember thinking last time when we were watching the movie was, wait a minute. The, the way this scene is cut in the theatrical actually creates a plot hole in
3: uh, two the towers. In two
0: towers where mm-hmm. Frodo knows Gollum's previous name, but no one's ever told it to him at any point mm-hmm. in the uh, previous movie. Yeah, so
3: so that, so that explains that a little bit.
0: Yeah, so I, that was something I hadn't even thought about until like last time when we were watching the extended. Like, wait a minute,
3: mm-hmm.
0: that's a, that's actually a problem with the theatrical cuts of these of these movies, mm-hmm. the extended fixes. You know? and I think
2: honestly, like with this film and most of them, you know, there are scenes that are cut from the theatrical that are in the extended that makes sense for time wise or whatever. That is one that I don't quite understand why they cut it down because it doesn't add that much length. No, and it clarifies and it, a few things. And it makes the point that he's making to Frodo
1: mm-hmm.
2: much... Much more have, impactful. Yeah, it yeah. has a lot more weight to it. So I'm not quite sure why they cut that specifically. So I think I have to agree that that's probably one of my favorite scenes mm-hmm. that they added. Because it makes so much more sense.
0: Yeah, because he makes this, this whole point about justice and, you know... Um,
3: mm-hmm. that, that, that
0: it's it's not our place
3: to deal, to, out, to death.
0: deal out death and judgment. You know, because... In the in the theatrical, he makes a comment about you know, some who die deserve life, and some who live
3: deserve death. Live. Yeah. Yeah.
0: can you give it to them, Frodo? Mm-hmm. You know, he says that in the theatrical, but I think the point is just a lot more impactful with the build up of the you know, mm-hmm. don't be so quick to deal out
3: Definitely death, and judgment. Me. Yeah,
0: because um, it's a great point because especially in today's culture, there's a lot of people out there that want to you know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: start to. You know, deal out what they think is justice, and it's like, is that, is that your place? Right. You know, and that's something I think everyone's got to ask themselves because I think all of us have a tendency mm-hmm. to want to do that, and you know, because we all have a sense of what is what certain people deserve and what some people don't deserve. Um. And the reality is, the only person that can justly deal all of that out is. Well, God, mm-hmm. yes, you know, and that's something that even as Christians we have to be very careful about because it's very easy, even as Christians, to start judging people based on a, a difference in theology or a difference in politics mm-hmm. or philosophy, mm-hmm. or even uh, if someone has a different view on um, what you should or shouldn't do from from us. It's not necessarily a, a, a moral thing, but you know, people making uh, so, for example, you know, in some Christian circles, you have people who have no problem with uh, drinking alcohol, and you have people who have a big problem with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy for both sides of that argument to see themselves as superior mm-hmm. to the other. And you have to recognize whichever side of those kinds of debates you land on that, you know, there's the possibility that you are wrong. Or that neither of you are wrong, or that you know whatever. Right.
3: Um, we shouldn't be quick to deal out judgment.
0: You shouldn't be quick to deal out judgment, and I I, I like the way Gandalf makes that point mm-hmm. in in this movie and in this version of the scene. I agree. Uh, a
3: lot. I'd have to say my favorite addition that is in the extended. I understand why they cut it out, but it is the conversation between Boromir and Aragorn, mm. when Boromir is trying to connect with Aragorn oh, yeah. about how they both will return to yeah. Gondor and how the horns would blow.
0: Yeah, that's, that's actually an example of another scene that is longer in the expansion because that line that you're just referencing there is in mm. the theatrical. Yes, yes but the, the thing that it. they add
3: to it though is when Aragorn is then tr- looks down he beca- and Boromir notices that Aragorn is in fact somewhat ashamed mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be a man. And yeah. as you've always been lived in the shadow of other men. You've always been afraid of who you are, of what you are. Mm-hmm. And you've always seen the elves as your people, but your own blood, your own men, fellow man, you've always seen them as that they were not your people. Mm-hmm. And I think that ties into Boromir's death at the end when, he says, when Aragorn says, I will not allow the white city to fall, mm-hmm. nor our people fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's saying that I yeah. accept that mm-hmm. men, I am a man, yeah. Yeah. and these are my fellow men. And it's
0: after that point that Boromir is willing to give accept his, him as give his, 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 brother, allegiance. his captain and yes. his king. king. To give his allegiance yeah. to him. I yeah.
3: believe yeah. A, that it just gives so much, it, that chemistry between those two. Yes. It, it gives a depth, so it gives so much more depth. To his death in my opinion oh
2: my gosh I, am I the only one who forgot how emotional that scene was and then got a little choked up this time around <laughs> and it's, it's, Just it's me. worse than the
0: extended
3: because the extended edition
0: actually does have a longer version of that I scene I know I had forgotten yeah. that
2: and then we're sitting there last night and I'm like oh god I forgot how bad this was oh no yeah. <laughs> let's not cry um, yeah. yeah no I had forgotten how was. try emotional. not to <laughs> Oh yeah I, I, I held it together but uh, I had forgotten quite how emotional that scene was
0: I feel like watching some <laughs> of these movies in this marathon has been just the ongoing saga of us playing a try not to cry challenge oh my god and it's gonna get worse
2: because we haven't even oh gosh yeah no yeah
0: we haven't even gotten to some of the really emotional stuff
3: yes. but even with Gandalf, so can i actually say well, we're,
0: yes yeah. go ahead supposed death we're, we're, we're talking about spoilers at this point and in, the, all three movies tell t- one story it's so. technically yes.
3: spoilers for the second movie.
0: But if you've seen the poster for Two Towers, you know he's
3: in the next one. <laughs> well, yeah, yes, but oh well, just trying to. not if you've read the book. We've or set seen rules, however, so. But yeah.
2: It's fine for these.
3: Anyways, <laughs> to disregard that. <clears throat> yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, the way they. With even Gandalf's death, yeah. I don't, I'm not exactly sure that's extended. No, I don't think however, that's no that's uh, it's not. It's exactly uh, the same in both But versions. still, the the amount of emotion they pour into that scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, incredible. Th-
2: these movies do a great job of building emotion and making you attached to these people. Because I've heard arguments in the past with people who didn't really like these films. That oh, there's too many characters. You can't get attached to them. We don't have enough time with them. And I'm like, dude, there's characters who die in the first film. That you're distraught when they die. Like yeah. yes. we- like Boromir being the perfect example. We don't get a ton of face time with him, but when he does die,
3: it's emotional.
2: It's emotional. You yeah. feel upset. Yeah. And you- the
3: best part is that you really don't like him throughout all the film yeah. except for when he becomes that hero in our eyes.
2: Yeah. And yeah. then I think rewatching it, it's fun to rewatch it with kind of having that same affection for him yes. even when he's kind of being an idiot. I think it's a, yeah. it's a fun way to watch Am it. Am I the only
0: one who kind of low-key gets chills every time he runs in to say Marion and Pippin? Yes. At the end? No, I, no, I get No, you're it not too. the only one. No, but. yeah. I <laughs> that, that part, that shot where he's just yeah, running, running toward them. We're just like, oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> and that's
2: when the emotion started for me was that scene, and I'm like, crap, and it only gets worse from here. Yeah, and I'm right.
0: like, Ugh. That but fight scene is longer in the extended edition mm-hmm. too, because there's yes, a lot. The way he
3: nails down and he looks in the Mary and Pippin's eyes, and then mm-hmm. when he has those two arrows in him, yeah. and he finally decides to <sighs> continue well, that fight. The, is... yeah.
0: I, I made a comment when we were watching the that fight scene last night that boromir is just a freaking beast yeah. yes no, he <laughs> doesn't feel that way in the theatrical because that fight is so much shorter yeah he doesn't put nearly as much of a fight in the theatrical but then the extended you put in like just the amount to which he continues to fight how much he fights before he gets shot but then how much after. he continues to fight yeah. after he's yes. shot once you add all that back in it's like man this guy is like a soldier this guy yes. like can put up quite a fight
2: well and someone in our group Made the point last night that uh, they didn't appreciate, like they didn't love the character because he's a traitor and all this stuff, and you know he betrays them. But at the same time, I think going back and looking at it and watching through it is—you don't really get that feeling. I think your second watch through because you don't, you just see what, the,
3: what he does. What I is a traitor.
2: Well, yeah, cause because because of the
3: because of the ring. Taking yeah. Control. Whereas
2: in the end, when you yeah. watch it, you don't. The thing is, you don't really get that feeling, is because no. he goes. Well, he,
0: he has a moment of weakness and promptly re, uh, regrets it and repents of it.
2: Yes. Like, and then promptly. goes and
0: yeah. dedicates that's even in a the theatrical version. So, when Frodo disappears, his immediate reaction is, What have I done?
3: Yes. You know? yeah.
2: No, exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing, and that's why I completely disagree with that statement, is because.
3: It's not really. A, he doesn't join Soul and, no, and then try to he, deliver. I mean, his, his entire point, even when during that moment of weakness he says yeah. you're going to give the ring to Sauron mm-hmm. you'll and, lead us, us and you'll all. be the death of us all Yeah, yeah. he still has his loyalty to, to the fellowship no yeah and, and, and that's
2: the thing is I completely agree I, like, I completely agree and that's the thing when that person made the comment last night I was just like mm, he's not, not a traitor really? no
3: not really I would say Gollum is more of a traitor
2: yeah and that's the thing is because he really if, even the, when he has that moment of weakness, he, his dedication still lies with the group, the fellowship,
3: He would have still everyone. taken... He, he still would have took the ring yes. and run away. If he had the choice of giving it to Sauron or to keep it, to keep it away from someone, he would have done that even in, in that moment. And I darkness, think that's yeah. the thing
2: is, like, that's what makes him such a fantastic character, is even through his moment of weakness, you still have this love for him because he still cares about this group. And especially in the end, with him, you know, doing everything he did for Marion Pippin, you really just feel. Like, this guy, like, he really cares about this group, and mm-hmm. especially, you know, you see when he's training them and training the hobbits and trying yeah. to get them to be, you know, to the point where they can take care of themselves, I think that really just shows mm-hmm. his true heart, and I love that about that character, because I feel like we yeah. get to see all sides of him. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well,
0: and, and you get to see, in the extended version, a little bit more Mary and Pippin actually fighting... Mm-hmm. The orcs uh, yeah. in, in in that last fight where Boromir dies. Even even in, even in, 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 the, f- in the, and the theatrical version, they don't we don't get to see them fight at all. Mm. Yeah. And so you actually see like the culmination. The He's, extended version has is, is a real culmination of the relationship between Boromir and Merry and Pippin because you actually see that what training he you saw him put them through earlier in the film yeah. actually pays off and they actually can to some extent.
3: Defend they themselves. handle
0: themselves in a fight.
3: You yes. just even see them in the mines of Moria mm-hmm. defending themselves. Yeah. Which yeah. is, I mean, not only that, but they're running into battle. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that's something that Boromir also gave them, is yes. that courage to fight. Yeah. Because earlier and when... That, they,
0: and that continues to play out in the other two the other films. The other two films, yeah. Yes. Especially Return of the King.
3: Especially Return of the King. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: And that's the thing, is these, I think that it, Boromir's character is so well stitched throughout this film
3: mm-hmm. that in the
2: end you are emotional at his death in the end you do feel his loss and I think that
3: especially in Two Towers
2: mm, yeah no yeah. totally and that's the thing is like I think that's that's what cre- creates a such such a fantastic character and such a great story for him throughout mm-hmm. these films and then obviously you know you feel the loss of Gandalf and there's mm-hmm. a lot that happens I think in the last what thirty-ish minutes of this film? Not even
0: last hour. Yeah, if, and if you're watching the extended, I think.
2: Yeah, and yeah. it's just it, it really, even though you haven't had a ton of time with these characters, you, it still tugs on your heartstrings very well. Yeah. Um, and I think that really shows the level of writing and the level of dedication this casting crew really put into these films.
3: Mm-hmm. Now, I'm debating whether we should just take care of this this certain um <laughs> supposed. Some people see it as a plot hole. Some people just have it as an annoying question. The I Eagles. Think the Eagles. We should just take care of that right now.
0: <laughs> let's, 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 talk, let's, let's handle that. Let's yeah. handle let's, that yeah. so we let's don't have to right, deal right with now, that. We actually made a joke about it while we were watching we the movie did. anyway. So let's go let's and Let's just about deal with that.
3: How was that a bad decision? We, we already know it. if they did that, that would just be a dumb... Decision, but let's. Well, first of all,
0: it would be it would be a bad story if they did. Yes, that. first yes. of all, it'd be a terrible and just. <laughs> it'd be boring. It'd be
3: a boring story. Um, there wouldn't be a story. It'd just be them taking care of a little. Talk. Exactly.
0: Um. Second of all, um. And this is getting into the lore from the books, but yeah, they would, the be, tempted, sentient. Yes, no, they would be tempted. I mean. Yes, they would be tempted by the are, ring. Yeah, they they are an actual race, just like the men and they the elves, can, yeah. yes. the dwarves, and the hobbits. And they have their own priorities and their own goals, and they are actually in the books. They're actually a very proud race.
3: Yes. And they Extremely
0: only actually do anything to help because of their respect them. for Gandalf, yes. mm-hmm. and also because in some cases it benefits them. Which yes. I think
2: really, I, I think that it's more the people who watch the movies and read the books that kind of have the whole eagle plot hole issue, whereas I think people who read the books are like, dude, like they're it's they're the, kind of their the, own thing. Like
0: even in the movies, it's not a plot hole because no, it's not. I don't know about you. Did did you see any
2: eagles in Rivendell? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> you mean yeah. they weren't at the meeting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. I didn't
0: see any eagles. It's not like there's any like on hand that they could just hop on and exactly. you know. Yeah, there's no airport for eagles <laughs> that you you know just go to and the eagles fly you places. Like, come on now. Yeah. You're just looking for something to complain about. No, exactly. If if if, if this is just trolled on the if, movie. If, yeah, yeah. If if this is an actual hang up for you, stop it. Get some help. <laughs> I, and just I mean, not, well,
3: they just don't appreciate movies then. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. So I think it's more of an appreciation and understanding that they are their own race, they are their own beings, and it's mm-hmm. not just a we summon our pets when we want to sort of a moment. Exactly. Although I understand where the movies can sometimes give off that
0: that vibe. That vibe. Yeah.
2: Um, but as far as these go, I think it's more of an understanding you get from the books so of just like they're not really like that. So yeah. it's not really a problem.
0: Yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up though, because yes. that's actually yes. a, that's a big soapbox of mine because it annoys the crap out of me every time someone brings that up. Someone brings and it up. Not, not, it. not if someone brings it up as a joke, I don't mind. But when someone brings it up as like a serious like
3: actual complaint, yeah. actual yeah.
0: complaint, I'm like, you're just an idiot. <laughs> Shut up. Like,
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's more of a troll in my in my mind so yeah. I, really I yeah. just want to slap and so sit down and watch the movie because like, you're not you, enjoying would it would you have wanted the movies
2: to be that much shorter if they just hop on some eagles in the first movie and it's directed done? by Peter Jackson yeah directed get, by get Peter up. Jackson we're done like kind <laughs> yeah. of yeah. a lame story but okay. I mean
3: it literally would be the worst movie ever conceived
0: ever. it would be yeah <laughs> uh, yeah. It, yeah it's one of those things like
3: even Tolkien was so annoyed when people brought that up yeah because they yeah. brought that up even though the books
2: mm-hmm. yeah and he was like dude
0: well and it's at that point where you're just like
3: do you have any appreciation I, for storytelling? Yeah,
0: I, I, at that point, it's like... At the end of the day, why did they not fly the Eagles? Because plot convenience, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, need, it needs to not happen for the plot to move forward in the way that it does to be a good story.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it actually is a good explanation. Plot mm-hmm. convenience. Yeah. That usually is a it's, bad it's, tool. It,
0: yeah. It's, it's, plot convenience is often Misused. used to by people who are trying to find things to criticize... In a movie or a book or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and say, "Oh, that's a bad thing." It's like every story has a plot convenience somewhere. Yes, and I would heck, say it's it's, heck, even, it's life has misuse. plot convenience. I was just about to say, "I'm like well, yes. life has, <laughs> life <laughs> has <laughs> plot <laughs> that, where... conveniences." How many times have you been in just the right place at the right time? Yeah, you know, or just the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, it like
3: it's, plot it's, conveniences yeah.
0: happen in real life. It's actually reflective of real life when that happens. Yes, yes. you know, in in, in a we in shouldn't a story. criticize
3: that. We should we've yeah. recognize that it's actually realistic even when it doesn't seem that way.
0: Yeah, and there's two types of plot convenience. Sure, there's there's uh, the good kind that's like, well, if we have this happen, then the rest of the story doesn't work or But even with the ridiculous whatever. kind. But it, yeah. yeah, but there there is a lazy way to use it. I will grant there is a lazy yes. way to use it, but it's not lazy every time it happens.
3: Yes. And but even when it's doesn't it, it when it's so ridiculous, it still happens in life that way. Right. We shouldn't
0: well and I would argue like going back to like the lazy thing, I'd argue in this case, to have them fly to that found be in, in with the Eagles, that would be lazy storytelling. Yes. But not it, the other way around. No.
3: <laughs> like,
2: it defeats the point of the story. Yeah. Well I Ultimately. think if,
3: I think if we give it too much time, we're giving too much honour to such it's a stupid yes, question. We are so. it's, it's
0: it's because we <gasps> brought out something that is an actual soapbox for me, so I'm just uh, yes. like yes.
2: Um, anyway. So not just the other question, Chad, but M mm. V P
0: for the
3: film. Ooh, oh boy. Um, Aragorn. <laughs> same. <laughs> I was just about I'm
2: like, yeah, no, same.
3: I'd have to say Gandalf. Gandalf, okay. okay. For this one, just why, because. Why, why Gandalf? Well, you see, because he's such a major part of this yeah. story. Mm-hmm. He's been a major part in The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. He's been a major hob, well, I mean, to a lesser extent. But in this film, he really mentors Frodo, mm-hmm. even Bilbo, mm-hmm. just, or well, I should just say, it's everyone. Literally, yeah. he's he's such a mentor, such a well. He is the epitome of wisdom yeah. in this movie, and
2: he's such an essential cog to he the is. story of Lord of the Rings. And also, yeah. he's
3: he's one of the most loved characters yep. in all of history in storytelling. And for this one, I mean, f- he's not going to be my number one pick, although he could be if I wanted it to be. But yeah. for the next two movies, I've I'm just you, I'm you've got numbers. you've got other yeah yes, i got yeah. other priorities than, yes. than to praise Gandalf <laughs> <laughs> unlike um, how you love uh, Alfred <laughs> 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 I said that wow, wow didn't oh, that slip that. out huh yeah. funny <laughs> I, did, I, I did
0: surprise you with Dark Knight Rises and, and didn't you go did. with Alfred for that
3: one you did but you also didn't it was uh, that would have been that was a little bit of misdirection and I love you for it yeah. so <laughs> um,
0: yeah I, I think for I, I don't I'm sure you and I are probably on the same page for, about Aragorn. See, because we
2: talked about it a little bit last night. But
0: for yeah. me, it's... With Aragorn, it's his leadership skills, the way he steps up in any yep. situation. Like it, It's those moments where you get little glimpses of book Aragorn early mm-hmm. on yeah. are those moments where he's forced to step up and take on a leadership role, even though that's not his preference
2: Yeah.
0: in the movie version. There are places where he has to step up and do that. And, you know...
2: And even for me, one of the things I love about the character is and he, the moments where the hobbits are in trouble or someone's in trouble and he, without a second thought, rushes in to help. Yeah. And I think that's really when we see his true colors come out, I mean, mm-hmm. it happens so many times. I mean, even...
3: He really is a guardian. Scene,
2: he is. And, the, like, the scene with the dungeon troll and just like you know yeah. when Frodo's screaming for him and you're like dude he's doing all he can you know and it's I think yeah. it's those moments that we but it's really still
3: understandable see. why Frodo cries out oh of course that's just that's mm-hmm. like his his second father I would say oh yeah. yeah
2: of course and it's completely understandable I'm not dissing that it's just more of a. well many that... people
3: do because they're like stop screaming kid it's just like well I mean, oh, you no. would you would scream more actually yeah right
2: <laughs> no I'm not dissing that at all it's more of just if anything, it's Aragorn's willingness to step up with unquestioningly. Yes. Yeah. And I think that they really do a fantastic job of painting that throughout this film. Yeah. And then just his, you know, love and adoration for the elves, and mm-hmm. even as it grows for the men. Just really the way
0: mm-hmm. he is
2: structured as a character, I think, is really well done.
0: Yeah. His his loyalty to the hobbits, I think, is a big part of it for me because there's yes. there's three there's three lines in particular for me that make him MVP for this movie. Mm-hmm. If, if by my life or death I can save you, I will. Yep. Which he says to Frodo at the Council of Elrond. Mm. Um, and then when he refuses to take the ring, when Frodo kind of, sort of offers it to him... He's testing him. And, and then he says, I would have gone with you to the end into the very fires of Mordor. Yes. Mm. Uh, I love and how he, he realizes him, that he can't do that. Yeah. 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 Mm. And then his last monologue at the end... Yes. Oh now, let's hunt some orc. Yeah, the, the, you know... <laughs> Where where Gimli is like the fellowship has failed, it's yeah. all been in vain, and he says not if we not if we hold true t- to each other. Yep. Yes, we will not abandon Merry and Pippin to torment and death.
2: Yes, no,
3: that's not smart. That's, that's not smoke. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, such a fantastic scene. So Donut, hi. Yeah. Did we actually even? Did you say you MVP?
2: Yeah. Okay. No, Eric Arbor. Okay. I, We're both I, agreeing I, I on this one. I second him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, it's more. Of, I just
3: wanted to make sure that you weren't just uh, like no, shoved yes. in the box. No. <laughs> yeah. Donny's yeah. MVP does not matter. Okay, get up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I have to second chat on that one because I think yeah. this film, especially, just does a gorgeous job of setting him up.
3: Yeah. I do have a fun question. Oh. Again, would this story have been better if Bormir did not die? No. I agree
2: yeah I think his sacrifice is necessary mm-hmm. for
3: no why
0: well you were starting to explain yeah. yes <laughs> um,
2: I think even just from the angle of Marion Pippin even if you're just taking that one sliver I think his sacrifice is necessary for them to understand what's going on and for them to step up um, and also
3: for fun, yeah.
2: Yes, exactly. And And that's the thing is, his death causes all these other characters to either step it up or to understand what's going on. Even you see Aragorn, you see Merry and Pippin, like all these characters after his death start to understand the weight of what's happening Mm -hmm. and then further their mission to honor that sacrifice. So I think that to me, his death, if he didn't die, it wouldn't have that effect on everyone else. So I don't think it would
3: uh, Yes, I agree. And also this film would be wouldn't be taking itself very seriously.
2: I mean, you have Gandalf's death, but then with the next but film... But yeah, you need yeah, something... The ending
0: would actually not be functional. as impactful yes. otherwise.
3: yeah. Yes.
2: Especially with even Aragorn, Aragorn saying to um, G- Gimli and Legolas, like, let's go hunt some more. Like, we yeah. need to still... Boromir's Bor- Bor- death is at.
0: actually, both in the books and the movie, Boromir's death is actually very key oh, yes. to Aragorn's motivation yeah. from the end of Fellowship of the Reign onward. Yeah. yes uh, so he's not the same character without Boromir dying in sure. both the movies or the books yes mm-hmm. so yeah I, I think it's very necessary I agree. Um, for agree for the rest of the story to play out the way it does and to work as well as it does mm-hmm. uh, and that's one of the things I respect about the movie versions is that they actually do a good job of making Boromir's presence still felt even after he dies mm-hmm. oh yeah because you see as those movies progress how Boromir's death actually impacted everybody Yeah. And all of that. So, yeah. I, yes. I, I It's very necessary. It's very necessary that, necessary. Oh, necessary yes. that he oh, dies. Yes. And we yeah. see
2: that impact, I think, most explicitly through Aragorn and his brother. Yes, I think yes. those are the two characters that we see most clearly his death's impact on those characters and how they stepped up, according
0: to and Father yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. All right. Well, cool. that'll do it for this week's episode of the Cinema Review. Uh, tune in next week. Uh, as we continue our discussion of Lord of the Rings with the two towers. Two towers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of The Cinema Review.